Hello, and welcome to the Tech Dirt Podcast. I'm Mike Masnick. The world is increasingly technological, so we have better get methodical. Bringing precision to critical digital journalism with the singular vision of a modern monocle. Stopping the copyright bullies from pulling the wall on us. Facing and taking on all the blatant pay to troll. Document the ways that they aim to take control. Scrutinize and lies and make them fold. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get hurt. To grab a shovel and dig up the tech. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get hurt. To grab a shovel and dig up the tech. First up, uh, in the last few weeks, uh, we've actually seen a very noticeable uptick in listeners to the podcast, which is uh, really awesome. Uh, however, we have no idea where all of you people are coming from. <laughs> so there was no obvious link or public post about the podcast or anything like that. So um, it's really cool, but we're also a little bit curious uh, where you may have come from. So if you just started listening to the podcast uh, in the last few weeks, please contact us via TechDirt and let us know how you found out about it because we're curious. Of course, if you've been listening all along, uh, we'd still love to hear from you as well. So maybe just everyone listening to this, you should contact us no matter what, just to be safe. Let us know how you found out about it. All right. Anyways, as you may have heard, uh, Mark Zuckerberg and his wife, Priscilla Chen, uh, not only had a daughter just recently, but also announced at the very same time a plan to give up 99% of their Facebook shares to a new effort called the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative in order to advance the mission of tackling a bunch of big global challenges focused on things like curing disease, connecting people, personalized learning, and building strong communities. The initial reaction to this was one of pretty much widespread praise, I would say. Um, giving up approximately $45 billion is kind of a pretty big deal, uh, especially for someone as young as Zuckerberg. But then some people started to look at the fine print, and they realized that despite the headlines of people saying that he was donating the money to charity, that wasn't entirely accurate. He was giving it to the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative, which is a private, limited liability corporation, meaning it is not a nonprofit charity entity. This led uh, some people to attack the move, including Jesse Eisinger at ProPublica, who noted that it was, in essence, Zuckerberg moving money from one pocket to the other and was upset that people were cheering that on. And he further worried about living in a world where we're sort of reliant on the generosity of mega billionaires to try to tackle the world's problems and letting them decide which problems they were going to tackle, not all of which Jesse agreed with. Uh, Felix Salmon over at Fusion shot back that this was kind of an unfair characterization, and he notes that many charitable foundations are fairly limited in what they can do and how they can act, and they often seem set up more to perpetuate themselves um, rather than to do real good in the world, whereas the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative, on the other hand, is designed to really invest all of this money within Zuckerberg's lifetime and to do so by focusing on big projects that can actually benefit from this kind of spending and that may or may not include purely charitable entities. Uh, keeping the initiative as an LLC rather than a nonprofit charity removes a lot of the shackles that can often limit charities in how they tackle certain challenges. And of course, 
there's a flip side to all this, which is just how wasteful and counterproductive many foundations and charitable efforts have been historically, including, for example, Zuckerberg's own attempt to give $100 million to schools in Newark, New Jersey, most of which was basically squandered. Um, and so there are some concern about whether or not this would actually be helpful at all. Uh, given all that and all of the discussion around it, we thought it was a topic ripe for discussion here with our usual co-hosts, Dennis Yang and Hirsch Reddy. So let's jump right in. Is the Chan Zuckerberg initiative a good thing, or is it the end of the world and horrible and we should all be upset <laughs> about it? I mean, obviously it's a good thing when someone announces good intentions, but I think it's, it's just kind of like announcing some intentions. It's sort of like, Mazik, if I tell you, Hey, Mike, uh, I'll come by and mow your lawn on Wednesday. I mean, are you going to thank me before I even mow the lawn? Maybe you will a little I bit. Might. Like, hey. I mean, that's pretty nice. Yeah, you're like, yeah, that's <laughs> nice. But, but you really save the bulk of your praise for after I mow the lawn, right? I mean, it's kind of, do you see what I'm saying? So the LLC, I mean, I think he, they're announcing intentions, and I think that's, that's noble, and I, I, and I doubt he would backtrack from that. Sure. Um, I mean, is, is it unlike, is it what Warren Buffett has his, like, 1% one, 1 pledge? It's, I, don't, I don't know how he structures his, his kind of pledges, but, um, I mean, I think... Well, Warren Buffett's doing two, I think, things that are kind of different than Mark yeah. Zuckerberg. One is he's, instead of donating to the Warren Buffett, yeah. you know, he, he whatever foundation, Gates, Gates he gave to Gates. Yeah. He's like, these guys are doing a good job. I don't need my name up, name up there. Here you go. Gonna, I'm going to give my money to them. And... And, I, and then the other thing is that the Gates Foundation is a nonprofit. So. Yeah, the Gates so, Foundation is a charitable yeah. mm -hmm. organization. So that, mean, that's the sort of more traditional way of doing that is to set up a charitable foundation, yeah. which which also to some extent has has tax benefits for the people mm -hmm. donating the money, whereas the the LLC doesn't. The Zuckerberg one doesn't, and a lot of people criticize it and claim that it was sort of like a tax shelter thing, and it's, it's not. It's actually yeah. the opposite. It, because by setting it up as an LLC, he doesn't have the tax benefits. Is that right? That's exactly, correct. Right. Yeah. It's it's just like a corporation, like the same as mm -hmm. if you were investing in a I company. Mean, it, basically, if you, I'm I'm not I'm not a tax attorney, so this is not going to be. Oh like, well, this is, that was the whole reason we <laughs> yeah, had you here. Get out. <laughs> but but uh, you know, so the thing about having a nonprofit is that you have certain you know. Uh, IRS rules that say what yeah. you're allowed to do with the money. Right? Yeah, and, the, and there are a lot of limitations on that. And mm -hmm. actually, it can be pretty, and and for those limited. limitations, you you get the tax, the preferred tax, the, the tax status, right? The, right. So the, the really the, mm -hmm. there are two there are sort of two key benefits, honestly, to to right. nonprofit status. One is the tax benefits, and the second is just like this sort of general stamp of approval that people think you must be doing good if you're a nonprofit. Whether or not that's true is another thing. But yeah. as a as a marker of of you know, intent for, for public knowledge, that's one thing that people will often look for, right? And so to some extent, like, you know, on a, on a much different and smaller scale, like we, we actually have dealt with this ourselves a little bit, right? Yeah. Which is that we launched this think tank, the Copia Institute, mm -hmm. you know, which is connected to TechDirt um, a few months ago. And that is not structured as a nonprofit. And it's one of the questions that comes up in every discussion that we have, which is, is this, is this a nonprofit? Is it 501c3, which is the official designation? Right. And we, right. we chose rather on purpose not to do it that way, even though there are tax benefits for it. And there are actually benefits in terms of, like, you know, in, in raising money, some, there are some people who only fund nonprofit initiatives like mm -hmm. that. And it's a bit more of a challenge to get certain grants. And we've had to jump through some, some additional hoops um, in order to, to get those grants. But we, we felt that the, um, 
you know, the limitations on, yeah. on a nonprofit were fairly limiting. There are a lot of things that you can't do and a lot of things that you're limited in, and we didn't want to be limited. Do you want to describe some of those? Well, I mean, it's things about, like, depending on which kind of nonprofit you are, um, in some cases you can't, like, support a politician or right. support, you know, particular legislation mm-hmm. or things like that. And Which would almost be the point of Copia. Yeah, in some cases. I mean, we're not, you know, we're, we're not a lobbying organization in any sense. And so, you know, we could we have figured out ways to, to deal with that? Yeah, probably. And there are, you know, I know a, a number of... of um, you know, nonprofit groups that actually what they do is they set up multiple ones. So you have your 501c3 and your 501c4 that have slightly different names and they're connected at the hip and they're basically the same organization. But, you know, money that goes into one can't be used for certain things, but money that goes into the other can be. And so there's ways to kind of play that game. But that seemed kind of sketchy and we would rather be much more upfront about it. And then on top of it, the other honestly and this isn't this podcast isn't supposed to be about what we did but like the the other main reason that we chose to keep it as part of a for-profit enterprise was like we actually believe that there is value in understanding that like a for-profit entity can can have you know a, a good purpose behind it and can do good things and and we wanted to, you know, and that's part of what we're sort of preaching as as the Copi Institute. Right, and we, right. w- we wanted to demonstrate that ourselves. So if we're telling organizations and startups and entrepreneurs in particular to mm-hmm. do good things in the world and that it's possible to focus on, you know, serving society in a beneficial way, even as a for-profit company, we figured to some extent we should set that example and be a for-profit entity ourselves. And so that was a, a mean, part of the element. Exactly. I, I feel like there's like this... This this meme on the internet that that anything that's not a nonprofit is run by sort of like a Gordon Gecko, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like there's there's just I mean people don't understand that like what if everybody at companies was strictly motivated by the profit principle, you would see a rush of capital to sort of the projects that are going to generate the most return for the buck. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And while we certainly see a huge cluster, there is some. Yeah, I mean, no one denies that that money is a a motivate a yeah. motivating factor. Exactly. But the idea that it is the only motivating factor is so clearly not true. Uh, there's there's crazy companies out there that that are yeah, clearly I mean, being done for the love of it, right? I mean, you you don't open a, a a bag manufacturer in San Francisco or a sweatshirt manufacturer yeah. in in San Francisco. Uh, if you're strictly motivated by by profit, you know the, you you've got to be motivated by by some other kind of things like some aesthetics, or you want to build a particular kind of company, like you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah, I mean I think it's it's hard. Basically, I think people are placing kind of motivations and and imagining what the motivations are for something without really truly understanding. Yeah, totally. What's going on. And and it's so, like I mean again, and I keep relating this back to stuff that I know, which. Maybe yeah. I shouldn't, but like, you know, it's like the Stuff same... that you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I'm thinking like, in the same way that like people always accuse like TechTurt of yeah. like clickbait or like, oh, you know, you only write about, you know, this to, to get the clicks. And it's like, look, if I was just about getting traffic, we would not be writing about intellectual property law. <laughs> <laughs> like that is not exactly like the big driver of traffic these days. We'd be writing about, yeah. I don't know, Hollywood celebrities or something, you know, and and... You know, that's not the kind of company that we built. And almost everyone I know who started a company, and I know lots of entrepreneurs, like, yeah. you know, money is 
again, is in most cases, it is a, a factor, a factor yeah. and it is definitely included in the in the their motivations, right. but it is not the sole motivating factor for almost anyone. I, can, I have trouble thinking of anyone who I think yeah. is driven entirely. But I think by isn't the like B aspect. like B Corp is is something that's yeah like some companies are trying right. And so, so that's that's sort of a new thing in in this yeah. area, and that's a really interesting one. And I'm certainly intrigued by it. I know a few people who now have yeah. set up B Corps, and and that for for people who don't know is this idea to try and create a classification for companies that is uh, that that makes that clear so like a standard corporation is gen- generally speaking a c corp um, at which in which case you're supposed to put the interests of the equity holders above all right uh, whereas a b corp allows you to put into the company's charter effectively that social good is yeah, uh, an equal a, a, a particular mission. Yeah, per, yeah, or, something. A, a particular something else. mission that is yeah. um, uh, equally important or of of importance as I well. Mean, you could have an inn and or a hotel and be like, our our mission is to make a great, affordable hotel in San Francisco, and then you you just don't worry about whether you're making the most profits out of that yeah. hotel. You might you might take some cuts on your profits and just make it. Which, by the way. Is not for the long term profits could be yeah, a, a and, great and move. This <laughs> is right. I mean, and this is like you know for years, uh, you know there was this argument that like Craigslist uh, people kept bringing up this argument. It pissed yeah. me off so much. People were like, oh, <laughs> Craigslist is not maximizing revenue, right? Like they could do so much more. Like so much of the stuff on Craigslist is free, and the site is yeah. horrible, and all this kind of stuff. And I would always argue like you know, and people were like, oh, you know, I, I people were like, oh, it's like a communist organization or whatever. I was like, that's bullshit. Like it, like if you look at like the first of all the the Revenue per employee of Craigslist is like, you know, it's I think ridiculous. it was the, yeah. the, the highest per employee revenue until Minecraft came along. Um, <laughs> and, and, and you're like, no, what they did was, you know, whether it was on purpose or not, like they built a company and they're like, this is, these are the principles we believe in and we're sticking to it. And that was actually principles that generally users found to be useful and that they liked. And therefore it made them a lot of profit. And so I think like, the idea that like being a good company and doing good in the world and making profit have to be you know in contradiction with each other is right. crazy. Now that's not always true. There are certainly cases where there are companies that can you know you know screw over people and companies mm-hmm. and other companies for profit, and that happens all the time. But like this idea that the two are in natural conflict, I think is is wrong and. You know, going back to the topic of this podcast, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, and so I think that like well, the fact that that this initiative is not necessarily a nonprofit doesn't upset me at all. And I actually think there's certain advantages to it. Like if you well, look at the study of what people are are talking about now in terms of why foreign aid over, let's say, the last 30, 40 years hasn't made a a, a dent in sort of uh, structurally changing countries so that they can generate their own wealth. There's certain countries that have sort of become addicted to mm-hmm. foreign aid. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not generating their own economies. You know, other countries are like so. For example, like India and China, um, you know, they have their own domestic economies. You know, like foreign aid doesn't really move the needle for them in terms of sort of economics. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of other countries where you know the foreign aid is the economy. It seems to drive, I mean, it sucks up the best people in the country to work in the foreign aid, and everyone wants to go and work for a ministry as opposed to a local business. You see what I'm saying? So there are certain structural problems in, 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 in countries that receive aid, and, and those countries may need a political solution. Sure. And if there's certain ways that you can't operate with a nonprofit in terms of getting involved with politics, that might not be you know, the most efficient way to use your money. It might be that you want to restructure 
a government, you might want to actually support a candidate. All these things that are very messy and will actually make you friends and enemies. Like I, I think the big mistake that, that Zuckerberg did was making this announcement. He should have just done his mission. You know, if he, this is what he wants to do. If he really wants to change the world, you, you take it, you make your LLC, yeah. and then you do it. And then if you do particular charitable things with your money that you can announce that are very, you know, yeah. that everybody can agree with, like I'm making this solar power plant here, then great, you announce those individually. But then when you have to do certain things that are just obviously everyone's like, hey, this dictator needs to go, and you support... <laughs> Uh, a democratic party against them, then, then you know, there's going to be some cries. Uh, people are going to say, hey, this is c- colonialism, you know, <laughs> again, or something like that. Yep. It's going to be messy. No, totally. But if you believe in your mission, then you just do it because you're saving lives. Yeah, you know? I mean, so the, there's two things there. And, like, to some extent, I think I agree. Like, the idea of, like, announcing it before you've actually done anything. Yeah, because his, his announcement was we in, his, his intention right. to give it to this. this and it's LLC, not even that right? they're so, doing it all uh, right yeah, away. Like He's doing it over, over, over a slow <laughs> period of time. Yeah. But, like, you know... But there is also something to the fact of like by announcing it now he has you know everyone around He's the world kind of ho- holding him yeah. to it and so th- there are pros and cons to that. So, I mean, his, his the announcement of his child would have been like popular enough. I don't know why he decided to throw this in there. Well, I, I, I think he was just so <laughs> joyous about the birth of his kid that he just you know you don't imagine think, when you, you, you don't, don't think age. this was planned out for like. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure they. Th- thought about it but like why make the public announcement i'm sure he just like how old is he now 30 29 yeah it's like something like that i mean like i was he could be really happy 10 12 years ago like i don't know if i i probably would have blurted out if i was gonna give like 10 (laughs) i'm gonna give all my money to the yeah yeah. i would have said it i mean i I think i think and then his lawyers are running around like uh (laughs) okay no i mean clearly they had put some thought into this this was not yeah i mean when you you don't yeah, I don't think he does things like that on a whim. Yeah, I mean, you don't give away ninety nine percent of your money. He hasn't given; he just said he's got. That's true. That's true. Th- there's a billionaire whose name does not come to mind, which is going to prove the point I'm going about to make. Which is, this guy was giving away his money anonymously, essentially, for like mm-hmm. years. What's this guy's name? I can't remember. Like, do you it's know anonymous. Who, I, I, I don't know. know. <laughs> no, 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 it's not anonymous. After he died, it came out, and it was know. like a big story. About I mean, they're. That's. You know, I mean, he I could mean, have been anonymously just give away, giving away money to random Facebook users. That would have been nice too. Right. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of speaking of which, you know, that's that's one of those things where like people talk about uh, just making payments to people sure. being sort of a very efficient way to bring them out of poverty, as yeah. opposed to a loan or as opposed to direct services or opposed to all these other things, which build up a bureaucracy, by the way, right? Yeah. You or, just, or just you, giving cash. Yeah, yeah well, that's, cash. that's what I'm saying. There have been there have been some tests yeah. and there have been some studies and and honestly, you know, I mean, a lot of the studies have actually been fairly show some level of success. It's not it's not mm-hmm. perfect and there are arguments for why it works in some cases and yeah. might not work in other cases. But it is an area that is getting a lot of focus and study and I think that's that's actually pretty valuable. But I also think that you know, I mean, they're sort of good and bad, I mean, of of everything, but there are good and bad charities and good and bad philanthropy out there. And, you know, I think we've all seen, you know, cases where it's worked out well and cases where it's not. And so, uh, you know, to some extent, the argument, the the fact that we're arguing over whether or not he's doing a good thing or not, it's like, well, clearly, like, he just announced he hasn't done anything. It really all depends on, on, uh, right? I mean, intention Mm -hmm. is meaningless, not it's not meaningless. I right. mean, it's like me saying I'm going to mow your lawn. I mean, <laughs> if you trust me, that's still an okay thing, but you're going to like me to mow the lawn a lot better after that. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. If you tell me you're going to mow my lawn and then you don't, then, yeah. you know. So, so then, then now all of a sudden 
I'm a jerk, right? <laughs> exactly. Dennis didn't even promise to mow his lawn. See, this is the point. I mean, There's I'm so just going to mow the lawn, and then I'll tell you after I do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's your point, right? So. Yeah, and if you do it anonymously, even better. I'll come home, and my, my, my non-existent lawn is mowed, and I'll be all excited. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of billionaires out there. I mean, not going to call anybody out, right? Like, who just didn't, 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 didn't. Like, don't. you hang out with all these billionaires. No, but I'm just saying, hey, man, I'm trying to, I'm, just in case you get a sponsor, Mike, all right? Uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to, I'm not so, trying to ruin Oh, we don't, we do, we do not, we do not get influenced by our sponsors. Oh, okay. There but, but go. if one would like to drop off a sack of money, <laughs> yeah. that'd be okay. Please yeah. contact us at, yeah. Anyway, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who haven't announced anything. You know sure. what I mean? They haven't announced yeah. anything, you know, besides like uh, the, those billionaires in, you know, in, well, in, like in India, for example, <laughs> the, the guys who own the Reliance industry. That guy, I think he spent a billion dollars on his residence or something like that. It's the most absurdly expensive residence. It's like this basically a skyscraper in Bombay yeah. that overlooks a slum. I in, mean, infusing the economy with a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on, oh Irish. my gosh. Got, no, yeah. no, I, was, we, we, I was thinking we needed more contrarian views on this yeah. podcast, but that was not the contrarian <laughs> view that I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Literally trickled down. Oh, um, gosh. No. Um, uh, yeah, but I mean, I mean, you know, but so, so let's take, take a different angle, which is like Larry Page has said in the past that like he thinks a better way to give away his money would be to give it all to Elon Musk because he thinks that you know, yeah, what yeah. Musk is doing would do more good in the world yeah. than any charity. And that's both an interesting argument and also like, like I kind of agree, but I also am kind of horrified by that argument. Why? No, see, the thing is, is like, look, I mean... It, it depends on what you think uh, makes a successful company. If you think that the money that people have paid to Microsoft is more than the benefit they receive from the products that Microsoft built, then what you said might be true. It would be a scary thing. But but most, I mean, I think the way the market works is people give something to Microsoft, and Microsoft gives them the word processors, the operating systems, all these things, and they get more value for that than what they've given Microsoft. And similarly for what Elon Musk is making, people will pay a certain amount of money for the electric cars, the batteries, and all those things, uh-huh. and he'll make some money. But they will receive a benefit that's out of proportion. Society will receive a benefit that's out of proportion. And if Larry Page gives his, that money to Elon Musk and enables all those additional sales. That's all these people benefiting sure, from the sure, product. And sure, I, I don't sure. think there's anything but, but, really but, but, controversial. No, no, no. I, I, don't think, I don't think that side of it is controversial. And I agree. And you, you know, the, and on that point, I totally agree. But the, the, the opposing argument, which... Oh, all right. I mean, so the opposing I, argument is that, like, yeah, that, but that's still kind of a trickle-down argument to some extent. Like, you are providing all this benefit to a very high level, a high yes. strata of society, while at the same time you have, mm-hmm. you know, 2 billion people, you know, the, living on less yes, than $2 that a day, I agree right? With you. It's a distribution of the benefit is disproportional. It's not, it's not right. really consecrated. And, but so then the way you should really think about it is, like, here's what I think. I think if... If there's a lot of companies that actually make products for the bottom of the pyramid, sure, and and uh, you know there's consumer companies, uh, there's companies that are focusing on making very cheap cell phones, etc. And these aren't charitable institutions or anything like that. They're trying to make a profit, sure. but they focus uh, their research on doing certain things that they think are going to help them enter those markets. Now, Larry Page could also donate to them. He could he could donate sure. to all these uh, guys working in Shenzhen that are trying to make very cheap Android computers or Linux computers, uh, and he could donate to the Raspberry Pi Foundation. I mean, Raspberry Pi just announced a computer. It's a full computer. It's $5. Yeah. 
And there's a bunch of other devices that are also made by, you know, private companies that are that are around the same, you know, magnitude of price, like yeah. maybe $15, $20. And if you think about like a few years ago when people were trying to their damnedest to get a computer into the hands of, of kids in the developing world, their target was like a hundred dollars. Yeah. Right. And yeah. you just tweeted about that, I think. Mark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's really that's really your point. But you know, all these um, you know, all these different private corporations providing the chips there, providing all these the, the components that Raspberry Pi Foundation is using, um, they're all driven by a profit motive, right? And it really takes somebody with a vision that says, hey, I want to make a product for this very bottom of the market uh, to just sort of aggregate what's out there and to put it out there. And you can, you can think of like profit-making uh, companies that might do that, right? And, yeah. and, and certainly, you know, I, I don't know if it's Johnson & Johnson or Procter & Gamble, but one of these, I think it's Procter & Gamble actually, they have really figured out how to sell things like soap and shampoo in some of the poorest places in the world, right? By changing consumer packaging, by changing um, how they, they structure what they sell. So for example, in the first world, they might sell a bottle of shampoo that costs, let's say, 4 or $5. But that's way outside the purchasing power of most people in, say, India. So in India, they sell one-time-use satchels mm -hmm. of, of, of shampoo that you can use once and, you know, for one shower or whatever. And they have a lot of success with that. And, yeah. and, and, and they, they sell more durable toothbrushes. And, like, you know, you see what I'm saying? So there's definitely, I think, a, mar a market there. And somebody like Larry Page could just think, like, you know, I want to do the best possible thing for people that really need... Uh, need help, and the way to do it might be to just fund private companies that make goods for them. Because really, poverty isn't just a state of mind. It's a lack of having stuff, really. Right? <laughs> okay. Right? It's a yeah. lack of having stuff. I mean, <laughs> that's what it is. I mean, if you, well, have, if you have everything, if you have all the material goods and wealth around you, you're not poor anymore. It's, you don't have a roof over your head because no one's making the kind of material cheap enough for you to build. You have to use a, a, a trash or a tin roof I th on I your think head. there's you a know? spectrum. Come on. Like, there's... Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, look. I mean, when, we, when I'm talking about real poverty, like yeah. in the developing world, yeah. it doesn't look like poverty here where, like, you, have, you might have a car and that roof over your head and you have a lot of stress because you don't know where your next paycheck's going to come from. That's kind of like how we define poverty here. Yeah, and, but that's, I mean, that's, that's also, also a, seri a serious problem, yes, right? I mean, yes. I don't think it's, it's, you know, I don't say, like, I don't think we can dismiss that because, like, oh, mm -hmm. those other people are much poorer. But, like, you know, I, and I think we're, we're, I mean, it's an interesting discussion, but I, let's go back, because there's, there's, there hasn't been any argument that, like, Zuckerberg is only going to fund, like, no. private companies either, right? No, I mean, no, he's course. put this into an LLC, but I think a lot of that money will actually end up going towards, you know, charitable mm -hmm. uh, organizations or charitable efforts. And so, you know, it, it's... Right. I mean, right. I, think, I think what's interesting to me is that he has an opportunity here, right, to basically uh -huh. kind of show, like, pave the way for maybe, like, a foundation that, that funds private and nonprofit companies... Right. You know, for, exactly. like, in, in, with, with a mission, right? So in the same way that B Corp corporations are trying to kind of say, hey, there's, there's a new model for corporations here that aren't necessarily profit-driven... You know, profit um, I mean, it, 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 we're going to have to see what he does, right? And yeah. I think that's that's the exciting part is he's not being confined by yeah. a nonprofit to do that. Right? Well, so. I, I mean, well, the interesting thing to hear is, is is let's not get focused on what is a, what the corporate structure is of the vehicle that he <laughs> sure. uses, which is what people are doing. Like, is it a nonprofit? Or, I mean, really, you should be looking at what are the goods and services that he's going to produce. What yeah. are, you know, that's really what it is. Like, yeah. It, so okay, so. And, and I think that that's that's a really good point. But let's let's so let's go to the the separate question, which was that some people had raised about the fact that like 
you know, a lot of this type of giving has been wasteful, including like the hundred million that he put into the schools in New Jersey. And, you know, is there any evidence that, you know, he, you know, not necessarily he, but the, you know, the, the hundred million donation got screwed up. Now suddenly he's jumping to 45 billion. How do we know that that's going to be put to good use beyond just good intentions? Well, he's a young guy, right? Like, so are you going to judge him by his first attempt? I mean, look at what Gates Foundation is doing. It's not like mm-hmm. they hit home runs immediately. Yeah, it, no, it they was took, a learning they process. Took, they certainly took a while to hit their But stride. now, does anybody deny that they've had a great effect, a, a net really they're, huge positive effect on the world? I mean, yeah, I mean the there's number some people, of lives they've saved? I, 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 and I, I agree. I think there are some people who have criticized certain aspects of what they've done, but I, mean, I think on, on the whole, on the, on, the, uh, on the you know net benefit, I'm sure most people would agree that they've done lots I mean, of good. Yeah. Eradicating smallpox if they reduce deaths due to malaria by millions. I mean, these are not like, these only seem like small things sitting in the United States, but where the deaths are actually happening, it's, it's crazy, right? There's a generation of babies that literally owe their lives to Bill Gates, right? So um, I, I, I think, yeah, he wasted maybe a hundred million. I actually don't know the details of that. What what they mean by he wasted the hundred million? Like, I, I mean, there's a whole book that just came out about it um, that I have read part of, but not the whole thing, yeah. so I shouldn't say. But but you know, I think the the sort of um, the general gist of it was that you know a lot of people made a big deal out of this donation, and then basically they all sort of gave up. The hundred million basically went to consultants who didn't really do anything all that useful with that yeah. money. What what was the scenario behind that donation? What was why well, did he do to, that? Define, define scenario. I yeah. mean, it was partly a political effort by Cory Booker, who yeah. was mayor at the time and about to run for senator, um, and which he won. And at that point, he sort of stopped uh, caring that much about the project. I, I, don't, I don't think that's not fair. Okay. I, I think I'm sure he still cared about it, but it was no longer you know, something that he was focused on. And I think that had an impact on it. Um, and so basically, like, I think where it came about was that, that Cory Booker convinced Mark Zuckerberg, like, here's, yeah. here's a, an opportunity. And, and Mark, again, had very good intentions and said, Here, here's a, an opportunity to invest in education, which I think is yeah. a, a, you know, a, a good idea and, and something to think about. But, you know, best of intentions in terms of, you know, how do they come out in, in actions? It didn't, didn't really turn out that well. There are some aspects of it, I think, that, that did okay and, and a lot that really I mean, not could, much came out of it. Could the formation of this LLC kind of be like a reaction from, yeah. from, from you know, Mark? That's and, like, and in fact, I, you hey, know, last time and, it didn't work so and well. Like some people have said, and, and the fact is like, that's not the only, yeah. um, you know, uh, giving that, that Mark has done. And in fact, you know, I, I believe he's done a lot more in between where he had actually certainly taken lessons from the failures in New Jersey and tried to apply them more closely. And I think, you know, a lot of it was, a lot of his investing more recently has been more focused uh, locally, where he is more engaged and more involved in what's happening. And I think, yeah. you know, from what I understand, those have been much lower profile, but much more successful. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of times, I, I think when you're younger, certainly when I was a lot younger, I had just essentially bountiful faith <laughs> in the power of existing institutions to solve problems if they just got a little more resources. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think he might have fall into that trap maybe not i don't know i'm i'm really i don't really know the details of what happened in new jersey but i suspect if prior to his donation he had reached out to somebody like gates or somebody like that and asked hey do you think this is going to be a good donation how it would work you know 
am I giving the right way, basically, if he had asked Gates that? I, I suspect Gates yeah. would probably have come back to him and say, hey, look, you know, I've been investing in schools and education for a long time, and here's the list of, of, of things that are barriers to entry to, to doing school reform. It's, right. it's, it's hugely political, sensitive kind of an area where you think the people that would be your natural allies will actually end up being your opponents because they have, they have political reasons for supporting one group or preventing one type of reform or the other. Um, and so he probably would have warned Zuckerberg about this. And I, and I, think, I think poor Zuckerberg, like his first really big <laughs> donation was in, a, in one of the most difficult areas to donate. If he had given $100 million to some private hospital for taking care of kids that have cancer, like it would have been easy. <laughs> Like you know what I mean? It sure. would have been it yeah. would have been glorious, and everyone would have praised him. You know what I mean? It's just and now and now he's done he's he's done a hospital here in San Francisco oh, now. Did? Yeah, so oh I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, SF General is there. Okay, <laughs> it's right gonna there be called go. the Zuckerberg whatever. So. Yeah, see, there is go. that That's, where his kid was born? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Where his <laughs> kid be was interesting. Born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I I think it's true, and I think you know, I, I think we're about out of time on on this yeah. one, and, and it's yeah, I I, I think. I, I the the way that I looked at it was you know I heard whatever I I read on Facebook like everybody else that he did this donation and then right. when I started hearing all of this this stuff like I thought his LLC thing seemed like a, actually a kind of an amazing hack to sure like, wow if he can actually have like a mission based organization that's going to be doing all this you know good and at the same time not be hamstrung by a lot of the regulations that surround that surround nonprofit organizations like. That that's kind of it, to me. It's like a perfect way that an entrepreneur, someone with an entrepreneurial spirit in mind, would approach yeah. this this problem. And I was like, wow, like good on him. I don't know. I the, yeah. the only the only part of it that I have any beef with at all is the whole let's make a big PR win out of this thing. He should have just like <laughs> dropped that. You know? yeah, yeah, right. Let the Maybe. news trickle out over the next twenty five years as he's kicking ass. Like, he also you know had Annie Leibovitz do his like photo, like baby pre photo. <laughs> oh, you serious? Yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> it's nice to be a billionaire, man. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it, it, it is. But but you know, it's also not always so easy to give away your money as a billionaire. And I think actually that's that's another point that a couple people raised, which is like you know, it's easy to criticize how he's giving away forty five yeah. billion dollars when you don't have forty five billion dollars to give away, and you don't know all of the the hassle that actually goes into. Yeah. Trying to 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 do good with that money and not have it end up like the hundred million in New Jersey. My my favorite misread of that whole news thing, uh, the whole thing was um, there was a news article that was headlined, Zuckerberg removes himself from the one percent by giving away his ninety nine percent, and I was like. Um, uh, your math is wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, that's really bad. Yeah, um, so, wow. Okay. On that note, um, we will, I guess, have to do another podcast. You know, twenty or thirty years from now, to to check in on this and and see where we think uh, he's done. Uh, maybe yes. a little bit. Yeah, sooner. we should make it long bet. <laughs> I'm not gonna be alive. Yeah, <laughs> just make it the Hirsch Memorial. Twenty podcast. years. <laughs> maybe I'll make twenty. Years. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll see. Anyways, uh, thank you again for joining us. Again, if you're new to the podcast, let us know why. I'm just curious, and uh, and feel free to give us feedback whether or not you're new. And uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Grab a shovel and think of the cat. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get hurt. To grab a shovel and think of the cat.